Welcome to Lit Up, Big Ideas in Cannabis Technology and Innovation, a show about technology pioneers of the cannabis industry, the platforms they are building, and the entrepreneurs they are enabling. Likely, the first technology choice of a dispensary is the POS system. It's the hub of your inventory, processes all revenue, and source of all reporting. Many of these systems have integration partners that further extend their capabilities. The cannabis industry now has many POS providers, but how to choose the right one for your dispensary? I'm your host, Brian Weber. On this episode of Lit Up, Big Ideas in Cannabis Technology and Innovation, we're welcoming back Matthew Kutch, CEO of Lofo Dispensary in Trenton, New Jersey. In this episode, we'll dive deep with Matt and how he and his team chose a POS for their dispensary. We discuss how they understood their needs, their research process, as well as some of the ancillary systems that played a hand in their decision. We left off last week on a lot of the preliminary stuff. You are in the process of creating a cannabis dispensary here in New Jersey, in Trenton. And we were going through a lot of the preliminary questions of your background, um, getting knowledgeable, smart help, experienced help in, in, in making your technology decisions for your dispensary. And we're finally at the point to, to jump into that. Last week that you had, um, on last episode that you had mentioned, um, your point of sale was your first decision for this. Mm-hmm. And you were looking at it from uh, many different levels of your stakeholders, of customers using the system, being able to access it, reliability, your employees, the sales staff, being able to process transactions accurately, uh, and also management being able to give you data to not only operate the business, but hopefully optimize the business and, and work with your suppliers. Mm-hmm. So we were all right there. And you also brought in the first two people that you hired, a lawyer and a consultant. And you brought in, uh, you went over some of the uh, concepts of how to hire the right consultant, how to get the right knowledge um, for that. So we're now at a point of let's talk about the POS. So... Uh, if you don't mind mentioning some of the the you had about three lists three items that were on your uh, dispenser uh, POS software that mm-hmm. were on your list, what were those? So th- the first one we started looking at, I believe the name was Free F- MJ Freeway. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. MJ Freeway, and they uh, had a great booth. Very knowledgeable people going back to the show and how we kind of decided. Yep. Uh, you know, very easy to talk to. It's all about vibing with people too. So mm-hmm. when talking with them and sharing our ideas, you know, they got it. They were able to understand what we wanted. They're an old player in the industry. Yeah, They've been around since like forever. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff actually, not yep. just POS. I mean, they do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, honestly, nothing against them. There, there was no reason why we, we didn't end up choosing them. Yep. But nothing against them. It just there were some other benefits to the others. Okay. Uh, the third one, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember exactly because I remember we crossed it pretty quickly okay uh, another one that met at the show uh, again the guys that we had spoke to really understood what we were doing the demo that we did at the show was great the you know the vibe was good um, ultimately the one that we chose mm-hmm. just did more check more boxes gotcha so you had a you had a checklist going into this based upon some of your criteria mm-hmm. customer engagement ease of use um, reliability and obviously some of the things that you touched on last week was you want to be able to do web orders built into this. You would like to have the future ability for customer or for your employees to take an iPad or an iPad mini or a tablet, mm-hmm. uh, not to be brand specific, yeah, right. not to be brand specific, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, around the dispensary to better engage and, and lower those barriers of, of uh, bud tender working with, with a customer. Um, so the decision you ended up, the, the company you ended up going with was Biotrax, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, what were the boxes that they checked for, for you? 
So the first was uh, the reliability. Okay. You know, even though we wanted a sexy POS system, that's always not the best. Mm -hmm. You really, the numbers, the data, being able for everything to, again, to be able to talk together, that was important. And that was one of the big things with BioTrack. When you check them out through their partners that they said they had or other companies, most people said, oh, you're going with BioTrack. Perfect. We can work with them. Oh, great. You know, everybody said the same exact thing about BioTrack. Uh, We had heard from the beginning. They were the first ones we heard about actually from our consultant. Mm -hmm. He wasn't pitching them in any way. He just said, you know, these are one of the big players you might, you know, legally have to go with with them anyway. So just in the back of your mind, know that. But uh, that's not why we chose them. We just liked all the things that they were able to do. So being able to have the future choice of being able to walk around the store, Mm -hmm. the online ordering that they incorporate with some of their partners. Is that something that's built in with them right now? Or is that a a partner that they work with very closely? It's a partner that I guess... I don't know if they do much separate from each other. You okay. know, they're, they're yeah. very closely intertwined. So it's basically kind of like a common law marriage. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're on their site. They're on the, you know, they're, yeah. they share each other's marketing, but they work. Gotcha. Uh, regardless of who started them, maybe they helped start each other and told yeah. them what they needed, but they work well together. And that is the online ordering piece of how they come in and offer even more to mm-hmm. the POS. Uh, and they also offer that company the ability to look at the loyalty programs, the um, tracking the data of the pe- people, what they're buying, who they're, you know, who's coming in, all of the data combined, mm-hmm. and being able to specifically target each person, you know, through the messaging, through the the actual store that they log into, mm-hmm. uh, everything being tailored to them, and all being just coming from these two companies it made it much easier. Gotcha. So that arc of that customer engagement from whether they sign up for your website, like for Facebook or Instagram, they're following that through them coming into the store. If there's a promotional code, if there's anything else that's going to be coming into that. And then after the sale, Mm -hmm. there is then further outreach all from within that system because it has those analytics. And also there's another, and I won't give this away either. There's another company that we're working with in a, third type of technology, I guess you could say, that they all tie in where um, almost thinking of the Bill Gates house style where the person walks by and it knows that it's that person type of thing. And then it has a nice picture of the Eiffel Tower up on the in-room display or grapes magically appear on the table. Yeah. So on a low, low, you know, not that obviously, but uh, that is one of the pieces that we're able to play with too. So that was kind of a cool technology. Interesting. Well, we're going to get into that in a bit. Thank you for, uh, thank you for not spilling the beans on that one. Um, You know, one question I get at all the events and and me coming from a retail background and a hospitality background for POS, merchant processing. Mm -hmm. How is that solved with with, with you guys? How did you solve that problem? I want to say that Again, we got kind of lucky with this, and not lucky. This is why we chose the you know BioTrack is mm-hmm. they had the ability through uh, their partner and them uh, to be able to solve all of these things. You mm-hmm. know, tying in where maybe you didn't have to have a e-commerce solution and a merchant product. You know, you you could have one company being able to tie everything into one. Mm-hmm. And to me, what was important in that is the customer's information, not just the security of it, but how could they all share together so that that person, no matter where they are and what their 
getting into the whether it be the uh, the ordering or in the store, everything was kind of connected and was able to talk to to each other. Okay, and not having not too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, because you deal with a lot of integration issues, and if you have just too many different partners out there, so your buying decision on this was that they were able to get. And, and handle these. These problems are solved mm-hmm. already before you even go into that. So, um, well, to expand a little bit more on the merchant processing, so they took care of that. Or what methodologies are they using for this, or is this a straight up merchant processing? Are they partnering with uh, a local bank that's 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 here in New Jersey, or how does that work through this? If you don't mind expanding, upon yeah. That. So yeah, you do have to be yep. able to partner with a, a a bank in New Jersey, and it's it's more not even on their side, just the ability to partner with the bank that you choose. Now in New Jersey, we don't have many so many choices, so it kind of yep. makes it easy. Uh, right now, you can't even talk about the choices because mm-hmm. they would. So make you sign NDAs and, you know, it is what it is. But Is that more for they don't want possible negative press from this or they don't want the influx of applications from people who aren't serious or they don't be known as the weed bank in New Jersey and get a – yeah, uh, a negative uh, spin on NJ.com or some other site? All Probably all three you yeah. know, or all four. I think that they have to be – and I don't want to point the – or mm-hmm. uh, point this picture or make this picture, but almost kind of like the Swiss bank where, you know, it's very, you know, you can't tell who's there, who's coming, where, you know. Exactly. Not that it's el- or your money moves like that. In, yeah. But it's kind of that idea to me where it's just the uh, anonymity of, okay. of it and being able to know that your money's secure. Obviously, we cannot be protected with the federal, you know, federal backing of this money. And mm-hmm. if you're talking – you know, tens of millions of dollars, yeah. you don't want to lose that money and no. not be insured. So yeah. that's one of the big things that, unfortunately, you can't go to a lot of these small banks, community banks that might be able or willing to accept cannabis businesses mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, deposit $10 million. It's just not going to work out. You yeah, your, to, your, your investors might be very curious of, like, is this, like, even even if everything goes, goes wrong, we just still need to make sure, like, this money is secure yeah, for us. Yeah. So th- I think that's what draws them now. Whatever the reasoning is, you know, to us, it kind of helps because we wanted to – it was hard for us to find. So I guess that was a good thing too. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I like that. It's like the speakeasy. It's around the back. It's behind the dumpster and you go in. It's just like there's this this welcoming crowd that's in there. But you got to get behind the dumpster first. So, okay. Fair enough. Um, Were there any – like just not to beat on this, but like I get so many questions on merchant processing. But – um, for how they handle that, is that through like a gift card purchase thing? Is it a cashless ATM approach to this? Like what? So we did, wanted to do it simple because there's a lot of merchant processing companies in the cannabis space that end up getting in trouble or the dispensary gets in trouble because they weren't actually allowed to do that. Yep. You might go to some dispensaries and swipe your debit card, but it actually comes, the charge comes from somebody different, you mm-hmm. know, and it, yeah. it's all tied in through the third party. Uh, and that's not uh, kosher. You, you, like, you don't want to go around the regulations. You wanted to go right through right, it. Be right. like, we want to be on board. This is what we're doing, but we need the right partner for yeah. that. So to us, it was more, okay, we're going to take cash. Yep. So that, you know, that that's easy. It's okay. just cash. Uh, from the card perspective, it would have to be something that was also tied into a loyalty program. And going back to where it's not just a, a, a merchant processing card, but it's also your card to uh, your profile in our in our company type of thing. Understood. You know, where yep. you can go to these, and I'll, I'll touch on it later, these different uh, that other technology company that we had talked to and stayed, yeah. I don't want to give it away, but yeah. that and it all being tied in and everything talking together and you being able to get your most recent purchase and what is best, uh, the best education for you or even 
um, not on the commerce side, but just the education side for these, you know, areas, Mm -hmm. is it specific for you knowing what you are? You, you know, a 40 year old male with, uh, with cancer and things that you are going to be specifically helping you and tied to you. And so everything was kind of tied into that. Interesting. Well, I I, I was going to say, so for the merchant processing, we want it to be more simple. Mm Mm-hmm. And using these other companies to, again, tie in these other programs with it. Interesting. Okay. So for now, it's cash only. Right. And you'll have, like, I guess, assuming a... A, a, a lo- card that you could load, uh, per se, with money online. Okay. Kind of like a you know one of those prepaid cards or something you can load. But we definitely didn't want to do a third party where you swipe and it goes through. We, we wanted to stay Gotcha. Okay. That. So you can load the card up, go in there, and then use it for those purposes sure. on that. Or just pay in U.S. dollar yeah, bills. And just, yeah, exactly. All that's public and yeah. private. And so, that will change. Yeah, that will definitely change. So, okay. Uh, I actually want to get into that, that, that analytics. So can you tell me about a little bit more how that company ties in with, with the POS provider uh, as far as like enhanced customer tracking and engagement with that? So you want me to tell you the company? Let's go yeah, for okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Data Al is their, their analytics company, I okay. guess you could say. And they're a very close partner with them. Uh, if you go on their website – they're the ones that are doing that online ordering e-commerce that I spoke of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, because they're the ones gathering the data and mm-hmm. the uh, buying you know, buying statistics of your customers and mm-hmm. what's going on, they can easily incorporate that into the e-commerce site and the menus and everything and being really specific to the customer. And that was the big thing, not just the data of that I can look at from a, you know, a dispensary owner point of view, mm-hmm. but also using that data to specifically target customers in the right way so that it cannot waste their time. Maybe they're uneducated and you really need to you know, shoot them the right information for them. So even like a one-on-one, time. like, hey, I've heard that this can help me with my anxiety. Yeah. This can help me with Name it, name an ailment, you know, or glaucoma or whatever else. So even from a very simple level mm-hmm. that you're going to be going out there and educating customers on one-on-one or even dosage, yeah. which is a huge thing that yeah. you're going to be able to dose people on. Because I've heard so many stories of like, I just, I just, I thought they were regular chocolates and I just kept eating them. And then like I had to go sit in the backyard alone for a while and figure things out. Yeah. And then I came back to life again. So those kind of one-on-one things. So this company is that pushing out information to to your to your customers to the customers and to us okay you know definitely to the customers from what we were talking about that bill gates style house where their text messages when they're in the store maybe they're next to one of that and i'll leave that out the third technology that we're incorporating if they're near that that being able to recognize that person is close to it or is you know using the screen and everything is automatically to them so that was something that's that, next level. Yeah. That's beacons and, and those kind of items. Yeah. yeah okay. So we'll that, get to that in a bit. But yeah. And that's where Data Al came in. They were already talking with each other. They already have been working with each other in the industry. So it was just the the second piece. Gotcha. The so that they brought so I mean not to speak for them, but Biotrox brought them along mm-hmm. with 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 the show on this one. Very interesting. So on your end though, so customers are coming in. You're in a live processing environment. You have new customers coming in. They're they're purchasing items. the The butt tender is going to be, I guess, coding like for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like I'm sure there's like a response work email that's kind of going through all these items. So the butt tender is like taking their concerns, kind of tagging them as that kind of customer in the system, and then sending that kind of information out to 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 them. Right on your end, what are you getting? So I guess you get the good thing is you get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the they have 
and because they don't understand technology, it's probably coming from a very simple. That's totally fine. I love this though. <laughs> but it's all out there, right? And this yeah. one cloud is all this information and data that we gathered, right? Mm-hmm. It's just there. How do we take the pieces that we want to get the information we want? Okay. So that's the good. Uh, do they help you with that? Because yes. it's like because it's like so much info, but you need to funnel it down. Yeah. You have very limited time. You need to get actionable knowledgeable insights mm-hmm. for this. What like what did that look like for, for this? So honestly, it's all however you want to design it. And okay. a lot of that stuff we're gonna be waiting to see because that we're just gonna to have to see when the store opens. Yep. What you know, what, what do we of, really have to pay attention to? What are your to? customer profiles are coming in? Because you could have a high level of medicinal ones, you could have a high level of recreational mm-hmm. people, you could have a varied of interest groups and you just don't know what's out there until that happens. Yeah, I'm sure the first couple I don't even say the first couple months because the first few months of any other dispensary is just not Nonstop people, and you can't really judge because it's just a, you're, you're just, traffic. You're just keeping the the boat afloat. Right. You're just like, what are we out of today? Let's yeah. get onto that. So I yeah. think it's going to take maybe three or four months till you could really get some actual data. And yeah. at that point, we can say, okay, what do we need to look at? Do we need to look at uh, the hours that people are coming in, the types of people that are coming in? Do we need to change things? That's when we'll be able to decide what we need to look at. But the great part about data, Al, is that we can design that to whatever we want. We can tell them exactly what we want. And that was a big piece for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is possible and what's not possible, but it seems like everything that I say is pretty possible. So that's, you know, if sometimes it's great not knowing a ton about tech because you're just like, I don't have to speak about it in technology terms. Like here's my business need. I need a a solution to this. Yeah. And you're not getting into like, well, how do I build that? Like you don't. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to overstep on their toes. I just need to do, does this work? And if they say yes, and they always say yes at this point. That's fantastic. Well, we'll see when the rubber meets the road. But these guys are, again, trusted, trusted people that have been out there. This is, you're not the first person to ask these questions, which is always a great, great thing. So we have a benefit to living on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll call that a benefit. (laughs) Uh, Fantastic. So you'll see that happens there. Um, one thing about the, the POS is obviously you guys as a dispensary, you're not producing or growing mm-hmm. in-house. In How did you, with any suppliers that you're going to be working with uh, here in New Jersey, um, did any of them come back and say, hey, we like working with XYZ systems? I know there's only... There was five, now six. Yeah, you know, there, that, there, there's not many to choose from here. So, like, I mean, there's a, you can get through that phone call before before lunch, you know, for all those people. Oh, yeah. Um, how, I mean, number one, how open were people with sharing with that information? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they, they would love to have your business, but this could be, you know, a year, two years down the line. Um, how, like, how did reaching out to those other dispensary owners, were they pushing in one way or another? Like, how did those conversations go? Assuming that those conversations were had. Yeah, so you have to, in our point of view, know when to ask the question and know when to ask somebody that might be able to ask the question mm-hmm. so that they don't know exactly what you, you don't want to just spill the beans on everything you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you also, you know, the quiet person in the room is probably the best person in this scenario. <laughs> we're not like that because we're very vocal about what we want to do in the community. Yep. Uh, but everything else, you know, we, we keep in house for now. Uh, so that is difficult. You can't just call at a spend, you know, you're not going to call up Cure Leaf. Hey, I was just wondering, you know, yeah. what, you know, they might yeah. tell you, you might get somebody that's like, Oh sure. I'm you might here. get a lucky guy on the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the time you want to find out through the back door, you know, someone that knows them. So we had been talking to our consultant who had a knowledge of what dis- the dispensaries were using mm-hmm. and what was working and okay. what was allowed. Yep. And what was allowed. So that that's really where that knowledge came from, not maybe talking to some of the uh, dispensary owners here. Or the no. Owners. Yep. Uh, you know, just to be honest, and yep. I hope this changes, yep. it's easier to talk to the 
new six that won the licenses rather than the previous six. Yep. And, you know, I hope that changes. I'm sure they're getting bombarded, though, sure. and I don't blame people for being guarded about their current information. Yeah. They have a lot of new competition coming in, and... I mean, maybe they're just smart enough to monetize their time too. So, uh, and, and yeah. knowledge and uh, deep knowledge here in the uh, in the space. Definitely. So, um, to speak specifically, though, your mm-hmm. decision, um, how does that work with with your suppliers? Um, for you're running through, like you could see your. I mean, obviously, from a very low POS mm-hmm. perspective, you could see your top ten and your bottom ten. That's not. Is there any smarts within the system that allows you to really integrate with them? Like, hey, we're going through this. If you're going through certain strains a lot more than other ones, or there's seasonality to it as well, mm-hmm. potentially, mm-hmm. Um, if you're reaching out to your suppliers, you need to let them know well before you're running out that the, these, these things are moving quickly to be able to plan to plant and to grow and then to harvest and then to get those, um, those, those items to you. Um, that lead time... It's not like a bakery. You're like, oh, we could make more bagels tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a lead time that you have. How does the POS work with 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 your suppliers for that? So, I don't know if we would want it to directly talk to the supplier on that point okay. of view. We, you know, one of our partners is really into the products. He's going to be the one that would overall be handling the the inventory manager, the you know the mm-hmm. the intake and the outtake. Uh, so, it would ultimately having to look at the data. And ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a couple weeks. Uh, we're gonna have to see what what ahead of time is. Yep. And then seeing, okay, what is coming out in the industry? You know, what strains are gonna be coming out that people yep. do like, that they might like, that they don't like. And then also, or you could just pop it on, you know, pump it up on social media and be like, "This is great! It's coming in." It, <laughs> they, they do it, right? Yeah, yeah they, they totally do. do. <laughs> but you could do other things. You know, that's the great part about cannabis. Some of this, uh, you know, older material could be used into other products. Yep. And you know, that's a benefit. And too. then have that go that way. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, because like. It's bad having product to sit on the shelves. It's also horrible to to not have the tickle me Elmo that like everyone's coming in for and you're out of product because right. there's no revenue there. Now the one good thing about Biotrack specifically, it's gonna be monitoring, you know, to the second how the the inventory is, the you know, even from the store point of view, from an e-commerce point of view, let's say a hundred customers reserve, you know, reserve something. Yep. We need to make sure that whatever they reserved is also taken out of this inventory so that a person doesn't come in and buy up what they were about to get. Yep. So Biotrack is really good with that and at least telling us, again, we can have it do whatever we want. That was kind of the main thing. And to, just, to see that inventory forecasting in right. there, that you have a purchase order out for these items when you are expecting these items in, and, and mm-hmm. those can be reserved for, for, for people as well. Or the online orders that just haven't been picked up yet. Yeah. Or stuff that's just not, we have it, we need to have it here, it needs to be in the system, but it is not for sale for, for a variety of reasons. So right. uh, that's super important. We had a, another guest on on the show that really focused on compliance, mm-hmm. which is huge for the state, for banking. How did that weigh into a lot of your your decisions? And, and not to, to be a product spokesperson for yeah. a particular brand here, but I really want to understand from your point of view as a, as a dispensary owner, your decision on compliance. Because I've seen a lot of POSs that are basically just a square. Like yeah. I'm, I'm selling a widget right here. Mm-hmm. And which pushes the burden of compliance and reporting to to the dispensary owner to to, to have to manage those things manually, which can be extremely time consuming. Um, how did that weigh into your decision process um, and then the partners that you worked with there? It was huge. I mean, we can't, under no circumstances can we be you know uncompliant. Yeah, there are you know bad things that are happening to people that are 
yeah. not following the rules, and we're definitely not going to be doing that. We wanted to be double redundant on the fact that we were going to follow the rules, you know, just yeah. overly safe. Uh, so uh, that was a piece that when you look at and you talk to the people and you talk to their and have a demo, what mm-hmm. are the main things that they hit on? What are the main pieces that they tell you is important to them? You could pretty much figure out that if they say compliance first or second, then mm-hmm. they you know are serious about it, and then you can dive in and do the homework to what does that mean. Yep. Uh, so again, biotech beyond, beyond just a buzzword, like sure. yeah, we got compliance, we strap that into that. Yeah. You know, like no, I, I need I need a lot more than that. It has to be one of the the biggest pieces. Yeah. You know, it, it it's not the look that's important. It's the compliance. It's the data. It's the how it works that's important. So that was very important. Biotrack had a really good track record and history with compliance. All of their uh, seed to sale. All of the different products, depending on your state, you know, whether you have a different scanners or printers or how you you need to do the labeling and Mm -hmm. everything. They had everything already set and knew what to do. Wow. Uh, They had a New Jersey page when you logged in with already the rules for New Jersey. They are managing the state database. So you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And again, there are some people that I believe are using them in New Jersey already. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk to those suspects yeah. too. But like, I, I love the I love I love all the insights beyond all that. Mm-hmm. Um, in speaking with the regulators um, for New Jersey, you know, and I said in, in the other podcast too, like regulation and compliance. Compliance of those regulations is 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 an active verb. It's not a noun. You don't just do it and you're done. It happens all the time. Every transaction. Um, but you're going to have. Like nothing's perfect. You're mm-hmm. gonna ha- like you're gonna have errors. In speaking with your either consultant or the regulars within the state, um, how did they handle incompliance? Like obviously, there's errors that are gonna happen. It might you might have a um, an inventory error where something gets sold out double to to to, to somebody by accident or. Mm-hmm. By some coding glitch, they're accidentally allowed to purchase more than than what they should. Um, how strict has been those items on there? Because if you're going to have a rec- record of it in the system, it could be a double edged sword of like, oh, here is an error in our workflow. Something went wrong, mm-hmm. and we could feed that back into our management and to our staff training and make sure that doesn't happen again. But you also now have a record of of being compliant, and like you know, people could be very scared about that. How did you, did you approach that or in talks with your consultants and the, the regulators with that? I think it's more about uh, preparation prior to it actually happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the big piece from uh, BioTracker, you know, from the POS uh, perspective, because that ultimately is you're going to have to be, uh, you know, scanning that that product is gone or that it's not there. Mm-hmm. One of the things with them is they were really good on uh, human error and that taking that piece out of it as much as possible. Okay. Obviously you have to have, you know, a person's going to have to do it, but yeah. so that was the big piece to minimizing as much as possible now to the state and what trouble you're going to get in. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we have just been following everything to make sure that we stay on that. I don't know yeah. what the exact, you know, the guidelines are if you don't. Yeah. Um, well, even with like with, you know, um, the alcohol control board, like, yeah, we sent somebody in, they were underage, you're going to might get a small fine mm-hmm. or whatever else. But like, as long as it's not a habitual problem, and I guess it's me being living right near Hoboken, like we hear about it all the time. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're going to have those things in there. You're not going to get ripped off a license right away just for having some some issues. But if, if those are unresolved, then they'll be much bigger. But yeah. You don't know yet because we're not, we're not live yet. Exactly. We just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know from uh, a doctor's point of view, you know, there has been some news in the past couple months about doctors going through it. And I know that the larger doctors might have a more difficult time validating why they 
are doing things because they're obviously it's a very lucrative business right now. It's a cash business for them. Yeah, and the the amount of medical patients in in New Jersey has like, almost three times. Yeah. It's going up to four, you know, almost four times. We're going to be hitting soon, and so. it's not just because new um, new ailments are added to that registry. It's it's like this is this is our way to to yeah. to, to to get product, and and hopefully it is a lot of people who actually do need. Um, but there's always going to be there's there's always going to be that element of the, the other things that might be going through there. So, mm-hmm. um, well, good. I'm glad to see that it is being kept for people that are, are doing that. But also you don't want to have a, an iron fist on, on these things and like you made one mistake and you're done and that, and you're done right there. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think that would be a reasonable approach to, to working with people. So no. have you found, I mean, I mean, obviously I know in here in New Jersey, you know, we didn't pass that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but governor Murphy's next step was to increase the, the, the medicinal program. Have you found people who are, in line with this are, are, are tend to be quite rational and understanding like you are guys are business owners. You guys are waiting years to get into this business. Um, have you found that acceptance and rationality um, f- by and large from, from most people? I mean, you're always going to get the, this is the devil. Um, but have you found that? I think it's difficult for, for a lot of people. Uh, you mean for other, other people to be able to, to do it? No, I meant for, I meant for like in, in, in your conversations with state regulators and with, within the operating environment here in New Jersey and the people that you've met with, who are going to be governing, um, dispensaries here. Have you by and large found a welcoming environment here? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have maybe in a, we're very lucky in the area we want to be in. We were one of the only to develop zoning laws. So that, you know, gave a, I guess a nudge that people did accept it more than in other areas. Okay. Uh, so that does help. Now, when you go outside of Trenton, you know, and we start pitching to people what we do, because we do a lot of work in cannabis and non-cannabis. Mm-hmm. We like to talk to people that are against it, you know, more than for it sometimes so that we can try to you don't uh, understand. Preach the, you don't want to preach in the choir. It's not going to help anybody. You're like, yep, go live in Trenton. Great. Here's where we are. We'll see you in a, a year-ish yeah. and come on down. We're already there. But really being um, consumer education because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Definitely. Uh, yeah, pre-show we were even talking about um, uh, the law enforcement against drugs. Yeah, that's – I mean – Yeah, I mean that's it's, – it's, it's probably your, your – your, there might be a lot of information there that's totally against what you guys are doing. One of the big things in a gray area in New Jersey right now, and maybe people like this, but this is not a good thing, is yep. that if you get pulled over or you get in trouble and you're a, a patient, you know, a medicinal marijuana patient, you show them your card, you're pretty much going to get out of anything. Mm-hmm. Part of that reason is because they don't know what to do. There's no education to what is the process. Now, some are getting the education to what they, you know, they have to call in, check if the card's right, you know, verify mm-hmm. this. Is it in the original packaging? Uh, but those those laws aren't clear. Maybe they're there, but they're not clear. Mm. Uh, we need to educate law enforcement. And on the other side, people need to understand what is the do's and don'ts of cannabis. Yeah, And that's a huge piece that. We'll get into education and yeah. probably another – I'd love to have you yeah, back for that, that other, other episode. I have yeah. literally pages in front of me right now of, of, of what you guys do for education. I do want to get um, to that one. I do want to focus on yeah, – yeah. I know. I, 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 love, I love these rat holes and it's just it's, – it's, it's tingling at me here. But uh, this is like at least an episode oh or two God. on its own. Yeah. So 
Um, but that's good, though, that you have found a receptive audience and a growing uh, receptive audience to 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 the education. Because mm-hmm. once this, you need to have that done. If you waited till this goes to live, you, you've waited too long. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you've waited too long. There's yeah. so many problems to solve before it actually can go live here. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as any other POS items, I mean, we've touched on just the actual point of sale and processing mm-hmm. transactions. Um, we've touched on, on on how to be able to, to actually physically uh, engage the purchase of that. We've touched on the analytics of knowing your customers and engaging with them throughout the customer lifecycle. Um, is there anything else as far as um, – and we've, we've also touched with ordering uh, mm-hmm. and making sure that, that that's on there and inventory management. Is there anything else that – as far as a dispensary owner goes that focused your decisions and other things that you guys need as far as choosing these systems? So the last piece is that third technology company. Uh, and then if you want me to talk about that, uh, they basically what we wanted to do, and this kind of came from the Biotrack idea of wanting to have an interactive uh, stations, interaction between the customers, not just at the, you know, uh, the, the register. Yep. We wanted them to be able to you know, play kind of a, you know, more hands-on, more interactive. That really yep. was one of the basic ideas. Well, question before you get into this, I yeah. know where you're going with this, but how big do you plan your space to be? So we're actually going to be much larger than most dispensaries. Okay. We, in New Jersey, you can look at, say, Curaleaf, for example, only because they're, you know, a large dispensary. They're about maybe five, 6,000 square feet between the waiting area, the lounge, and all the little offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give away everything, but we are going to change the concept of a dispensary, and we'll probably be double that. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're looking at a much larger place than other people would. And I would say uh, our dispensary model is not to be followed in the sense that it's not, a, you know, yeah. this is a unique situation. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're trying to do something different. Uh, but we ultimately want to, will end up being a mix between a Las Vegas destination dispensary okay. and a New Jersey medicinal a very you know, medicinally minded dispensary i like this i like this so i'm imagining different floors with this but we'll we'll get into that but i yeah. wanted to preface that in advance of, of what you're going to yeah, get into not a you're, mom pop. you're gonna you have many different areas within the dispensary and you want to have different levels of customer engagement mm-hmm. within those areas beyond just a human touch so yeah so one of the big things that we had looked at and a person that again does not understand technology but likes cool things to play with there is a company that developed the interactive touch displays. Mm -hmm. And they realized, I guess, that there was a market for that in cannabis. Not just museums anymore. No, yeah. Yeah. And they had actually been doing the car simulation displays with Tesla and uh, the displays on, I'm not very familiar, but the is it a blow dry place blowout or blow up bars? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Blow up bars. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, the concept quite new to me as well. Yeah, but I didn't want to say that wrong. So that, that uh, you know those um, spots. The but the interactive. This is not that kind of place, sir. Yeah, no, but, but the interactive displays there. Uh, anyway, it was that company that developed this cannabis side, and what this company did is develop these, and they're basically just you know, touch screens, large touch screens of various sizes that do. I want to call it AI consultation, education, uh, and we're even, because of the ability to change the platform, we're going to be tying in research as well. Interesting. 
live research. So that's going to be really cool. And that was where I tied in that Bill Gates style where, again, all these companies see technology as the company with the screens. Mm -hmm. They have already been working with Biotrack and Data Al. So they already work together. Mm -hmm. They have e-commerce solutions of their own and there's, you know, all have different ways. But basically throughout the store, we can have uh, these interactive screens, some could be for, again, AI consultation. Some could be directly for research. Mm -hmm. Some could be information on displays and terpenes or however we want to play. And I won't, you know, give away everything, but you have the ability to do anything you want and it be an interactive new technology experience. So it's a, I'm imagining this to be like self-driven though. So you can have customers in the, just I'm throwing mm-hmm. out some use cases here, but you can have customers in the waiting area that are new customers that you want to go through a tutorial to, to make sure that like, at least they're getting into, to meet with the bud tender that you're making the best use of the bud tender's time and they're not going through one-on-one all the time. Um, that at least you're like asking slightly more informed questions and maybe more guided questions to be able to get into that. And probably another use case on this is that you have an ongoing relationship with a customer. You can get feedback, like um, quantitative mm-hmm. feedback um, that of what is working, what is not working to help make those better decisions go forward. And also, I'm sure, help you guys do your job a lot better with less humans. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that is cool is you develop a profile Mm -hmm. uh, through this one consultation where, let's say it's, um, you know, in these screens, theoretically, we don't want to just have in a cannabis area. We want to put them in restaurants, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever we can have them so that you really can learn and destigmatize it everywhere we go. But anyway, let's just say in our dispensary, uh, you have a consultation. It will develop a whole... Uh, profile for you that you can just take to the and we're going to call them patient care representatives uh, out here but if you oh, can okay. yeah well the bud tender it kind of gives that you know west coast recreational vibe okay. and trying to you know really change it a little bit so okay. we're going to go with yeah patient care representatives to patient re- care representative okay and well, let's see for myself a little bit more yeah. <laughs> but you could you know, one of the uses you could just bring your profile to the you know the patient care representatives show them exactly it's going to say I need this this and this and I have this because of this and they could immediately give you a product or recommend products instead of having to spend a long time trying to explain something that maybe they don't know how to explain right. and that follows your customer record because you have your card with you you tap in or scan in or whatever else and it knows who you are and your history right there so it's beyond just basic sales information it's it's a lot more involved than that and that's all integrated through the pos as well everything for the pos what's the name of that company so seed technologies seed technologies okay if you look up C Technologies Cannabis, I think because there's a couple C Technologies, uh, but they uh, you could go through their tutorial on their site and Interesting. set up a demo. It's pretty awesome. Well, if you're listening, Seed, we'd love to have you on the show. So, uh, so we'll definitely reach out. Uh, I love that though. It's a very customer engagement minded approach. And it looks at the long arc of the customer engagement mm-hmm. and also looks at a long arc of, of the level of engagement that you want to have with your customers uh, and also really focuses on delivering the outcomes that people want, mm-hmm. which I think if you can zoom out to any industry, like what do you want out of any business? You want them to solve your problems. You want that to be there. You want people to, to get better of those engagements and have those things. With the technology that's coming out for this industry, it's really being born in the age of advanced technology that other industries weren't developed during this time frame. So they're playing this catch up to get amazing entrepreneurs within the technology space that 
they're already thinking of of solving these issues at this level mm-hmm. at, at this early of a stage. I think is really amazing. So we're, we're about time on on POS. I think if we dive into anything more, we'll we'll end up going to another episode yeah. on that. So. Um, Matt, thank you for sharing all your insights sure, in this. It's extremely you. knowledgeable. I think our, our listeners will find uh, them very valuable yeah. as well, and uh, and we'll work on getting some of those um, so some of those technology companies on on the show as well to to do deeper dives in those. I want to add one more thing. Actually, Go for it. Yeah, just for if anybody's listening, one of the things that I would like to see as a dispensary owner, yeah. I touch on this more research technology tying in that that really is a piece that is going to be the next thing that people need to be thinking about that they're not thinking about enough if there was technology companies that and i know there's a couple out there Mm -hmm. uh, that could incorporate it and make it easier to provide research and get research done in the industry it would be huge now when you let's let's touch on that rather uh, briefly but like when you say research so the strain of like og kush here in new jersey those strains might be different from state to state because Mm -hmm. those those are you speaking that as like we want to have we'd love to have a vendor that can analyze what are these differences between these things and then apply those researches there and like really educate people on that so we're not even looking at the we want to look past the strains okay? Uh, because ultimately strains, you, it's not a good uh, judge point anymore. Yep. You really want to look at the terpene profile, the cannabinoid profiles, the ones that really other dispensaries aren't testing for. Mm-hmm. That's what's driving what are the effects? What are you going to get out of it? I could tell you that uh, you have anxiety. Go smoke an indica, you know, a heavy indica. Well, maybe yeah. that isn't working for you. Maybe that's not what it is. So being able to tie in all these pieces and taking the data, I guess you could say, the all the data that people want to share. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we want to incorporate that and really make um, – I guess show other people with symptoms, with conditions, different ages, what are the things that you should be looking after that could help? So for you as a dispensary owner, from those elemental levels, you can actually educate customers like, okay, well, we see this profile here Mm -hmm. leads to this. This profile here leads to this. Educating you Mm -hmm. uh, and then also educating your customers as well so they can find the the right product. Because, yeah, yeah, this stuff can be expensive on trial and error. Definitely. Um, One, actually, question I had come up uh, last night at uh, a gather event was um how can people try from a dispensary point of view like you're the last mile you're mm-hmm. customer facing right there um for you know i, I see prices of of, of of vape pens and 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 for for, for purchasing um for, 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 you know purchasing grams how do you guys are able to sell like a trial size of like, oh, let me try this vape pen here. Let me try that. Is that something that's addressed um, for that before making a, a rather large um, investment in something? Is that something that you guys can do? I think that would go more towards if we could develop a relationship directly with the producer that could develop a product specifically for that. Like a one use. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. the one, the um, disposable pens in New Jersey right now. They're yep. just starting to come out and mm-hmm. they're a lower THC. Uh, much you know more um, better ratio on the C- THC to CBD, so you're going to get you know a little bit more of the medical side to it. Okay. I think it really just a, comes down to talking with the producer and that saying, might evolve. Yeah, that that's that, really that might evolve over time. And yeah. we have boutique uh, licenses coming out, so it mm-hmm. gives tons of opportunity for growth everywhere. I like that. I like that. Well, thank you for joining the show today. I think like the POS deep dive, I knew this is probably going to be a whole show. (laughs) uh, There is probably five or six other bullet points on our list to to cover, but I'd love to have you back to really get into or 
your director of customer engagement mm-hmm. uh, to get back into that. And I'd love to have you back uh, in maybe a few weeks to talk about how you guys are using technology for educating all the stakeholders here, yourselves, your customers, uh, law enforcement yeah. uh, in, here in the state. So uh, it's beyond just the the POS and how, and how tech can work for, for our dispensary owners. So Matt, thank you for joining today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lit Up, Big Ideas in Cannabis Technology and Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Weber. As always, see our show notes for links to everything we discussed today. If you received any value from today's show at all, any value at all, literally taking 15 seconds to one, share with your friends who would like this, and two, leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast from. Every five-star review helps us to bring the best guests to the show. It's really important. Thank you in advance. You can also reach us at feedback at litupcannabis.com. We're not just in your podcast app. Please follow and interact with us, our guests, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at litupcannatech. We'll be announcing upcoming guests and follow up with our guests to your questions. Please say hi and share with your friends. It is my goal to be transparent with you on promotional consideration for the show. You're smart. You know these cost time and money to make promotional consideration will be made apparent along with any possible conflicts related to investment.